Um, okay, so first of all, today's learning obviously should be, uh, you know, for the, the hostages to come back and the Zechanishmasal passed away and the soldiers to be safe. Uh, it's also Lizechanishmasal Moshe Ben Rachman Alevi, Rav Yaakov and Shagafav Alevi, Sarli Bashul Sviachan Repesa Varas Bashur, Avram Ben Harav Baruch. Okay, we're up to Daf Chof. Chof Gimel Amid Bez, the bottom line. Rav Meir Maitaima, just to review what we're talking about, we said in the Mishnah, we're, we're not focusing on how a muad becomes a tam again. We're going to focus more on how a tam becomes a muad. So the first opinion is Rav Yehuda, which is that it has to go on three separate days. And we said yesterday is based on a pasuk, Timol, Mitmol, Shilshaim. Timol is one, Mitmol is two, Shilshaim is three. Three days, Shine. Rava had a different drasha, but the way Tysus explains, it's purely drasha-based. It's not halachic. They're all the same. Rashi felt that Rava uh, had a major halachic difference, and that is that it's not three and then a ta, then a muud. It's two and then a muud. Okay, fine. But that's Rav Yehuda, that it's days. Rav Meir disagrees. Rav Meir is, I think, what we all thought of, and that is it's not days. It's amount of goring. If it gores three times on a Monday, it's a muud. That's our mayor Shita. So our mayor my time. What's the svar of our mayor? So he says the Tanya Amar Mayor. Mayor said, "Richak nigigay savchayiv kirv nigigay zolakolshik." And he says, "Well, if on multiple days it's considered aggressive, kavuchaymer. Meaning, if on three separate days it gores once, and that you say, oh, now it's aggressive. Kavuchaymer. If it gores three times in one day, that's obviously an aggressive animal. I guess Rav Yehuda could respond to that and say, maybe you just had a bad day. I don't think animals have bad days. The point is, Rav Mayor is saying it's kavuchaymer if." If spread over time is an issue, kavachaymer in short synopsis, a short short uh, bursts would definitely be a problem. That's our mayor shita. Now, let me explain before we go weiter. The issue with our mayor is the following concept: when a man, there's two things. There's a zav and a zava. Okay, a zav is a man who three, sees three seminal emissions not uh, in a healthy way, and he sees it three times. If you see it three times. Even in one day, he's a Zav Gomer, and he has to bring a carbon Tommy for seven days. But let's not analyze that. The Pasuk says that, but let's go to Zava. A Zava is a woman who sees blood not during her Nida days. What's the Halacha? If she sees it over three days, she's a Zava Gemura. But let's say she sees three times on one day. There's no difference between three times on one day, one time on one day. There's no difference. She's not a Zav. She's not a Zava. Right? If a woman, after this, the seven days of Nida, then the 11 days of Yimei Levana, during those days, if she sees blood on a Monday, she's tummy for that day. It doesn't matter if she sees it once. She can see it 50 times. It doesn't matter. But if she sees it on a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, oh, she's a Zavagamur. What do you see from this? Spread over three days, she's tummy Gomer. But on one day, not. It's the exact opposite of Rameir Svar. Rameir Svar is that if spread over time is an issue, Kavachaymer in short spurts, that's not true by Azava. Azava is Tameh if she sees over three days, but if she sees on one day three times, she's not Tameh. Why is it not the same? So the Gemara obviously looks at it as the same way you're trying to define whether this animal is aggressive, we're defining this woman as Azava. She's a woman who has a blood problem, whatever that means. And therefore, we cannot define her in one day by three spurs. They're understanding it that way, that, that if the Torah says it has to be over three days, that means to define something, it takes three days of time to, to, to set in that definition. So therefore, by a time and a mood, it will be the same thing. Is Zav also three separate days? No, a is three times even in one day, but that is Xeris HaKosav. And we're going to see, it does not apply to Zava. So the point is, if, the, the point is, if your Svara is true, it should apply all the time. 
The Gemara says, Amrulei, they said to her mayor, Zava Tichich, what about every Zava? Sherichga Riosa Temeya. If she sees it over three days, she's Tame. The Kiria Riosa Temehira. But if she sees it over one day, she's not Tame. So your Savara is it's flawed. Amrulahan, Hare Waimer, he says, no, over there it's different. Why? The Pasuk by Azov, where Azov sees it three times in one day, he's Tame. The Pasuk says, Zois Tia Tumasev Zavai. Zois, meaning this concept of three in one day is Tame for a man, not a woman. So the Pasuk is specifically saying this concept applies to a man, not a woman. It's a Xeris HaKosev. Zois Tala HaKosev is Azov Berias, this is Yazavi Biyom. Meaning, Ramey is saying it should. My svara should apply. So why doesn't it apply by Azav? Because by Azav, where it does apply, the Pasuk specifically says Vizois. By him it's applying and not by her. So it's a special Xeris HaKosav. It's the exception. You're right, it should apply. But the Pasuk says by Azav that if he sees three times in one day, he's Tameh. And it says Vizois Tia Tumasai. Vizois, and only by him and not by her. By her she needs three days. So it's Xeris HaKosav. He's saying it's the exception. Now, so just as a quick point, the way Rav Meir is looking at it is the Pasuk says by a man. Again, Azav is Tame if he sees it three times in one day. doesn't matter how many days. Three times in one day, he's Tame. And the Pasuk says, Bezois, Dafka, by him it's Tame three times in one day, not by her. She needs three separate days. That's how he looks at the drush, and therefore it's the exception. The Gemara just wants to know, there's two options I've had, just as an aside, there's two options to make this drasha. The Pasuk says that if a man sees three times in one day, he's Tame. Happens to be if he sees three times in three days, he's also Tame. But if he sees three times in one day, he's Tame. And the Pasuk is Vizois. This only applies to him, not to something else. So we're saying not to her. That by her, she needs to see it for three days. Okay? How do you know that that's the drush? Maybe it's Vizois that he's Tame if he sees it three times in one day... But he's not Tameh if he sees it three times in three days. Meaning, how do you know that the word Vizais is to exclude a woman? That she is not Tameh three times in one day. Maybe she is Tameh three times in one day. And it's Vizais that, she's, that she, he's Tameh three times in one day. And he's not Tameh if he sees it three times in three days. How do you know that's not the drasha? So the Gemara says, Amar Kra, meaning, in other words, if a man sees a Zav three times in three days, how do I know that it's Tameh? It'll say, well, because it never says it. Three times in three days, it says by a woman. Three times in one day, it says by a man. So how do you know? So we said, Vizais, that by a man, it's three times in one day, not by a woman. How do you know it's, if a man sees three times in one day, he's Tameh, and not if he sees three times in three days? How do you know that it applies to the woman at all? How do you know this drush is, is affecting a Zav at all? So the answer is, Amar Kra, Vazai The reason why I know that if a woman, that if a man sees three times in three days, he's Tameh, is because it says Zav as Zavo. The Kapasa compares a male Zav to a female Zava. To tell you, just like a woman is Tameh three times in three days, so to a man is Tameh three times in three days. Meaning, the Pasuk says by a man three times in one day he's Tameh. How do I know that if he's Tameh, if he sees three times in three days? The comparison from male to female. The only one who's out is a woman three times in one day. So the Gemara says, Well, if you're going to make drushes comparing male to female, they go backwards. Make it that she's Tameh if she sees three times in one day, just like he's Tameh if she sees The Gemara says, The answer is, Well, we have a Zeiss to exclude that. So how do you know? Basically, in other words, you have a drusha comparing male to female and female to male. That would say that a woman is Tameh three times in one day. But then you have the Zeus that says that she's not. So which one are you going with? The answer is, It makes more sense. 
The Pasuk says there's two options. I'm going to tell you two options for a Jerusha, and you'll tell me which one makes more sense. The Pasuk says that if a man sees... Uh, I don't know, just a lot of people look into each other with each other. Don't you have two arsenals over there? Dead, dead. Recording in progress. The point is like this. There's two options for this drasha cheshben. Good luck. So the, the two options are like this. The Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, v'zois. So that means that a man, the Pasuk is saying that if a man sees a zav, a zav three times in one day, he's Tameh. So the Pasuk of Zeis means that there's one situation which it does not apply. I'll give you two options. One, a man is Tameh if he sees three times in one day, but a woman is not Tameh if she sees three times in one day. So it's the same, just male to female, but it's the same seeing three times in one day. Or, a man is Tameh if he sees three times in one day, but a man is not Tameh if he sees three times over three days. It makes more sense to go with the first approach because at least it's more similar. The first one is saying a male is Tameh if he sees three times in one day and a woman is not Tameh if he sees three times in one day. They're both being contained to one day. As opposed to saying that a male is Tameh if he sees three times in one day but he's not Tameh if he sees three times over three days. It makes more sense to go with the first one as opposed to the second one. So the Gemara says, okay, Tan Rabbana. Now, if you remember in the Mishnah, the Mishnah had, there, were, there was a Machleikas or a mayor in Yehuda. Rav Yehuda Shita is that it's three days to become a Muad, Rameir is three times. There was a second Machlaikas. How does a Muad become a Tam again? Rav Yehuda's opinion is that a Muad becomes a Tam if over three days it sees animals and doesn't gore. Three days to become a Tam. Muad, three days to revert back to a Tam. Rameir Shita was three times in one day makes it a Muad. And how does it become a Tam? It becomes a Tam if a, a kids poke it and it doesn't attack. So the Gemara says there was actually three or four shitas more. There are two or more shitas. And that is to agree with one and not the other. Meaning, you could take Rav Meir's, you could take Rav Yehuda's Tom to Muad definition, that it takes three days to become a Muad, and then how does it revert back to a Tom when kids poke it? And you could do the opposite. You could say, like Rav Meir, that it's three do- times in one day to become a Muad, but how does it become a Tom? Three days of no attack. Like, you could... You could you understand? They're not mutually excluded. They're not connected necessarily. So the Gemara says, Tan Rabban, Ezu Muad, how do you become a Muad? Kol Sheidu Yamim. That's Rav Yehuda. Takes three days, gores over three days, that's a Muad. How does it become a Tam again? Betam Shuyati Noig is Mashimavin Noigach. Div Rav Yossi. How does it become a Tam? So that's Rav Meir's definition. Kids poke it, and it doesn't, uh, doesn't show aggression. So that's Rav Yossi. So Rav Yossi takes the Tom definition of Rav Yehuda and then the second definition, the aggression definition of Rav Yehuda, but the, the, the regression of Rav Meir. And then you have Rav Shimon who says the opposite. He says, no. A Tom becomes a Mu'ud if it got gored three times. But how does it become a Tom again? Three days of no aggression. So, reverse. So how do we paskin? We're going to go with Rav Yossi. Because Rav Yossi, 
Rav Yossi takes those two shitas. So we're going to follow Rav Yossi's version. So for Tam to Muid, it's defined by Rav Yehuda. Muid to Tam is defined by Rav Meir. Three days. Three days. And then Muid to Tam is kids poke it and it doesn't uh, show aggression. That's Rav Yossi's combination. We're going to follow Rav Yossi's combination. So the Gemara says, well, why are you following Rav Yossi's combination? Follow Rav Shimon's combination. Like if you like the combo thing that up later Tanoim you know, piece together. So Rav Yossi did that, but so did Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon did the exact same thing we just saw this. The Gemara says, Why are you following Rav Yossi's cholent? Follow Rav Shimon's cholent. The answer is, Rav Yossi, they would follow in general, especially when he was machlaikis against another Tana, because his reasons are always with him. Rav Yossi was very clear in his shitas, and therefore in general they followed Rav Yossi. So it's not just that he liked the concept of combining shitas, he liked Rav Yossi. It was Rav Yossi's shita that he's following. That by Tom Tamuid, he followed Rav, Meir, Rav Yehuda because they're based on the drushes. And then from Muad back to Tom, he followed Rav Meir. He followed Rav, uh, Rav Meir's version because he liked the fact that if kids poke it, that's a very good sign of not being aggressive anymore, as opposed to three days of not goring. He's like their stars, yeah. Now here's the Gemara's Kasha. Okay, we're going to focus on from today until uh, basically to the rest of the daf. Uh, I'm not doing the mission on Amid Bay, so we'll do that tomorrow. Um, here's the question. The question is like this. Let's focus on Rav Yehuda Shita. It's a very interesting question. Rav Yehuda Shita is that for a Tam to become a Mu'ud, you have to have it where it gores over three days. Now what that does is twofold. What it does is it shows the animal is like has an aggressive streak. It just didn't have one bad day. It had three bad days. Okay. And number two also, it gives the owner time to sort of adjust. You see, according to our mayor, the owner doesn't really have a lot of time. According to our mayor, if the if the animal gores three times in an hour, the animal's now a mood. And now all of a sudden the owner has to go from like not really guarding well to like super guarding in like an hour. And you, the mayor doesn't really care about the owner's like mental change. Rabbi Yehuda, though, three days, that's a lot of time for the owner to be like, oh, he gored on Monday? Okay, understood. Tuesday also? Okay. Now all of a sudden comes Wednesday. It, it takes time. The question is, which one is the more significant point? Is it that the animal, um, the animal has proven to be aggressive or the owner has also been proven to be given time? What's the nafkamina? Let me explain the nafkamina. You say, what's the difference? Who cares? Three days, both are happening. No, so yeah, but it has, still has to be three days. No, no, we're talking about Rav Yehuda specifically. No, no, no. The question is: in Rav Yehuda, is the main point of three days to give the animal to show that the animal's more aggressive, aggressive, or to give the owner time? To, so, what's the nafkim? Who cares if it's over three days? Right? The animal goes on Monday. People testify in court Monday. Fine. Tuesday, testifying court Tuesday. Wednesday, testifying court Wednesday. They're all of a sudden, and by Thursday, the animal's a full-on mood, according to Rabbi At that point, both the animal's aggressive and the owner's, you know, at fault. What's the nafkam in between these two? Here's the situation. What if the animal gored on Monday? The owner doesn't know about it. Tuesday, owner doesn't know about it. 
Wednesday, owner doesn't know about it. Then Thursday, three sets of witnesses show up in court. One o'clock, set one. Two o'clock, set two. Three o'clock, set three. All of a sudden, so the animal has proven to be aggressive over three days because there were three separate events with three separate sets of witnesses. The owner didn't know anything about it, and the owner is finding out about it within an hour. So if the main point is for the animal to be proven aggressive, it has. If the main point, though, is to give the owner time to be like, hey, we're giving you three days. The owner's giving you three days because they want you to understand. you got to understand the psyche of your animal. The, the owner had no time because the owner didn't know about it. He found out. He found out all within an hour. That's the question. When the Torah gives three times, three days, according to Rabbi Yehuda, is liude tura liude gavra? Is the main point is for the to prove the animal to be aggressive or to prove the owner to know that he has aggressive animals that he should be more uh, vigilant? What's the nafkamina? Who cares? My nafkamina. Also, Three group of witnesses come to testify in one day. What would Rabbi Huda say about that? Again, the attacks happened over three different days. They're not three times in one day. The attacks happened on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And there are separate witnesses for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But they're all testifying about it on Thursday. The owner didn't know. The owner is finding out when the witnesses come forward. So it's not like, listen, if the witnesses, if the attack happened on Monday and the witnesses testified on Monday in front of the owner, fine. And then Tuesday in front of the owner. And then Wednesday in front of the owner, for sure. But what happened is, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the, the, the incidents happened when the owner was away. All of a sudden, Thursday, all three witnesses show up. All three sets of witnesses show up. And all of a sudden, the, the, the owner's like, oh, I didn't know. And he's finding out within an hour that his animal's aggressive. If the main point of giving three days is for the owner, he's not getting three days. So that's the question. The owner could say, I, I'm only finding out now about this. So my, what's the halach? So basically, we have to, in other, by the way, to, to boil it down, the kids are, can three witnesses come forward and testify one day that the animal attacked over three separate days, and will the animal come and wound based on that? That's the real question, because that's the nafkamina. Three witnesses come forward on Monday and say, hey, three separate times the animal attacked last week. Is the animal a muad? According to the possibility of the adetura, yes. The adetura, no. So let me explain outside because I think it'll help. I listened to like a couple shiurim last night about it. It's not complicated. It's just like for some reason they're not explaining it before. Let me explain before. There's a concept called edem zayman. Okay, Adam Zayman means that if you know that witnesses are coming forward to lie, yeah, they come forward and they testify falsely, then they're punished that they dish out whatever they were trying, they get whatever they're trying to dish out. Now the concept of Adam Zayman also, let's say you have, instead of two witnesses testifying, let's say ten witnesses come forward, and they're all like, we all saw it. Two of them are proven to be Adam Zayman. Nope. It's only a punishment if you, you, have to, you have to take down the entire testimony. Now, for that to happen, if, if you could prove that multiple people are testifying falsely, for it to be Aiden Zayman, what you're basically proving is that there was a coerced, um, there was a, uh, there was like a scheme. You understand? It's not a coincidence. Right? You have one person, maybe lies. Two people are lying. Right? Aiden Zayman, by definition, means that they scheme together. Because I could lie independently, but for you to also lie and we're lying together, that means that there was a, it was a scam. It was a game. The halach is like this. You have three different sets of witnesses that testify about three different attacks by the animal. So A and B 
testify about attack on Monday, C&D about Tuesday, and ENF about Wednesday. The halacha is, when you put them all together, the animal's now a mood. What if some of them were Edom Zomen? The halacha is, they're only considered Edom Zomen if all six are proven to be liars, because normally two people testifying is a self-contained concept, but it's not in this case, because to make the animal a muad, right? that's what they're trying to do. They were trying to set the guy up to make it, they were lying to make sure that the animal would be a muad. They were trying to get the guy to pay Nezik Shalom. So in order for that, so we look at all these six people as sort of one giant mass of a testimony. Okay? And if all six are proven to be lying, they're all Adam Zoman. If half, then they're not. That's the halach. Okay? What's the problem? If, if, if you're only a muad based on the amount of times that the ox bored, whether it's days or times, yeah. and one of those times didn't happen because it's Correct. false tested, so then it didn't happen. Correct. Why would the, the shar be considered a muad? No, in that same a, no, Adam Zoman. They're only considered Adam Zoman if all oh, six oh, so are lying. Now, why are they so considered. So, in that case, if they're lying about making. No, the animals are Tom still. Yeah, yeah, animals are Of course. They just don't get punished like the way it's but, but here's the concept, though. They might be. No, they might be Gechazi Nezik, but they're not going to have to pay Nezik Shalom until all six are proven to be liars. Okay. But if all six. The guy will not won't have to pay Nezik Shalom. You only pay Nezik Shalom on the fourth time you are. Correct. The first three but by them, anyway. basically, if you have six witnesses coming forward, we assume that it was a, a scheme to get the guy. They want to make sure that this guy pays Nezik Shalom. So they all lie together, hoping that the next time... Correct. They wanted to set it. They want to set the, they want to set the record that this animal's a mood. All six have to be lying for it to be an Adam Zom. Now, here's the question. If you hold that they have to testify, our question is, can they testify on one day, all three sets? If you hold Liade Gavra, Liade Tura, yes. If Liade Gavra, they have to testify on three separate days to give the owner time. If you hold that they have to set, testify on three separate days, how are they Adam Zoman? Adam Zoman means that we believe there's a scheme here. If me and Gavin show up on a Monday and we testify, even if we're proven to be liars, we're supposed to, you're supposed to believe that we know Tuesday and Wednesday there's going to be more sets of witnesses? It's very, to me, it's very, it's very, it's, it's impossible to prove, meaning it's impossible to prove that it's a scheme. If you hold that we could all be testifying at the same time. That all six of us walked into court together, and we all said to each other, hey, you guys are going to lie? Yeah, we're going to lie. Okay, fine, shine. But if you're telling me that it has to be testified on three separate days, even if we're all proven to be liars, you cannot prove that I knew on a Sunday. You can't, you it's definitely scheme, can't. It's a scheme, it's a scheme. No, but the point is, you can't, it, you can't, it's a very, in, in Adam Zayman world, it has to be proven without a shadow of a doubt that we're not just people that are lying, that we're not just people that are ignorant. We did this, like on purpose. How could you prove that I proved all? You know, but here's the deal. Even if you know, like the psyche of a person, you come to me and you're like, "You lied on Sunday." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, I did. I don't like the guy. I don't like his face." Okay, uh, you're gonna have to pay Nezik Shalom. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What pay Nezik Shalom? I said he tested, I said he gored once. Yeah. They said, "Yeah," because the next day and the next day, other people lied. I'd be like, "Well, that's their problem. I don't know. How am I supposed to know? You can't prove that I knew they would show up if." They all have to be testifying at the same time. They could testify at the same time. So fine, you could say the cases, as the Gemara is going to prove, the cases, we're all in the court together, and we're looking at each other, we're winking, or we walked in hand-to-hand. Fine, Sean. But if you're telling me that it has to be over three separate days, how do you prove it's Adam Simon? It could be. 
But for you to take money from me, you have to prove without a shadow of doubt. My point, the reason why it's very rare is because when you learn Meseches Makis, usually Adam Zomen are contained to two people testifying at the same time. Over here, you need three sets over three separate days. You can't prove that me lying on Sunday, I knew people would show up on Tuesday. How could you prove that? Unless you wiretap me. I'm saying, how could you prove that? So you can't prove it. So I'm not paying. It's a Rico charge. I don't understand that. Why? Because you're not taking yeah, you are. Once no, they're proven to be liars, no, once you're proven to be liars, you're proving that we set it up that they would require the guy Nezik Shalom. They would have to pay Nezik Shalom. Okay. Okay, fine. He didn't do fine, that. but when that happens, I'll have to pay Nezik Shalom. Okay, potentially. Yeah, potentially. Fine. Whatever. But that, that's, that's a side point of how they practically, when they take the money and how they take the money. But the point is, Adam Zoman apply, but Adam Zoman can't apply if we're pay, if we're if we're if we're lying over separate days. That doesn't make sense. Like, how, how's that happening? Let's see it inside. The, I just wanted that's the law. It's a long brace. I just wanted to clarify. Tashima ein hashar nasemuid atchiidu b'fnei ba'elim b'fnei bezin. It's a long brace. The brace starts off for Adam Zoman to apply. You need the owner to be there, and the um, bezin has to be present. Okay. If they testified. Not in front of the bezin, or not in front of the owner in an asimut doesn't work. Fine, that's halach number one. Very simple, not related. If you have a set of witnesses that testify about the first goring, and then a second witnesses, second set that testify about the second goring, and a third set that testify about the third goring, these are three separate testimonies. Meaning. They are three separate testimonies in that if, let's say, we don't look at it as one giant unit, meaning, let's say, forget about Edom Zoman, but let's say you have three sets and one set is proven to be related to the other ones. We don't say that all of it fell through. That testimony fell apart, right? Like when, f- f- if three people testify about a murder and one of them is related to the other one, the whole thing falls apart. But over here, it's A, B, and C. If A falls apart, you still have B and C. Yeah, you don't, it, the animal's no longer a muid. But you still have B and C. We don't say that the whole deck of cards fell. Okay. And the Gemara explains. But for Adam Zomin, it's one unit. Meaning, for you to get the people to pay Adam Zomin, they need to all be proven to be liars for one set of witnesses to pay any type of money. And the Gemara explains. Let's say the first set is found to be Zomin. Then harekan So you still have two. So it has. Uh, think of it like a hole punch, right? Three times it's a muid. So we had three, but one of them is proven to be Adam Zoman. So now it has two still. So it'll still pay chatzin nezek. But one more time, it's now a muid. Okay. Who potter vehin The owner is not liable for full nezek because the animal is still a tam, and the Adam Zoman are not obligated to pay. Because they are not uh, the entire for it to be Adam Zoman, all of it has to fall apart. Now, they will probably have to pay half damages. Yeah. 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 Correct. Yeah. Correct. all three sets together will make future cases you're saying that if they're all Adam Zoman, then future cases, Adam Zoman will have to pay Nezek Shalim on all future cases. Future Hezek? Are that short? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on one second. Um, testifying about future cases, testifying about this case. It has a ripple effect on how you define that. No, okay, so, so to be fair, there is a, okay. 
There's a lengthy Tysus. I didn't realize Adam was going to be here today. There's a lengthy Tysus. No, no. If you remember yesterday, Tysus rejected Rashi. Rashi mentioned that according to Rava, Rava's interpretation of Rav Yehuda, the first two are it's mitmol, shilshaim, then it's muud. So Rashi said that according to Rava, it's two times, then the third time it's muud. Tysus didn't like that. So Rashi Lishitasai understands the sugya that they're actually trying to get him to pay Nezek Shalom because they're saying there are three times and the third time is Nezek Shalom. No, but, 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 but if you look at it as a scheme, then all three sets are trying to make it a muid, and not just a muid, they're saying that a muid happened. Tysus doesn't like this because Tysus does not believe that. So according to Tysus, um, yeah, Tysus has a whole different sugya. We're going to go with Rashi. Let's go with Rashi. We'll go with Rashi. Tyson has a whole different approach because Adam is pointing out a very good point, and that is even if you're making them a muid, they're not saying the animal should have to pay now. They're saying the animal will pay in the future. Rashi indicates that they have to pay, if they're all proven to be liars, they have to pay right now. How? Because Rashi Lishitase holds that the third time is actually a muid according to Rava. Tyson doesn't like that, and Tyson has a whole different mahalach in the Let's go with Rashi and make it easier. So the point is over here. The first set was proven to be liars, so you still have two sets that are honest. So the third set, so the owner still pays Chatzin Ezek, but the, the third set, uh, the third set is not, they don't have to pay Zomn yet because they didn't fall apart yet. Keep going. Nim says, Kashniya Zomn, let's say two out of three are now Edim Zomn. Again, Hu Patavim Beturn. Nim says, Kashlisha Zomn, if all three sets are liars, Kulan Chayavim. Now they're all Chayav to pay Nezek Shalom. Okay. Valzen Nemar, I see some Kasha Zomn. This is an example of Kasha Zomn, meaning. That we're saying over here that the three sets are all proven that we assume that they didn't just lie, they were scheming together. Now here says the Gemara, if you say that three of them can testify, go to the next page, if you say that which means that three can be testifying at the same time on the same day. So on Monday, all three come in. So then it's very likely that if they all came in on the same day, it was a scheme. But if you say that they have to testify over three separate days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, so let's say you go to the first set, and you're like, hey, you've proven to be liars. They say, yes, we are. You're going to have to pay Nezek Shalom. They say, whoa, whoa, Nezek Shalom, what do you mean? We, we just testified that they gored once. Yeah, but the two future sets of the next two days lied, and we believe it's a scheme. He could say, they could say, How am I supposed to know what's going to happen in two days? I'm not a, I'm not a future teller. So I'm not a fortune teller. So no, no, I'm not paying them. But if you say, so this is a proof that you could testify at the same day. Because if they testify at the same day, it's a scheme. Now here's the question. Even if they're testifying at the same day, if one guy comes in at 9 o'clock in the morning, another comes in at 11 o'clock in the morning, another guy's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I mean, right there, it's the same problem. You could say the same thing. How am I supposed to know? So says the Gemara. Ravashi says, I said in front of Kana, let's go with the approach they could testify on the same day, and that works. Because Liyu is the Iker. Same problem. The last guys can say, how am I supposed to know that 11 o'clock this morning guys came in and left? How am I supposed to know? So the answer is, that's not such a taina. Because if you could testify the same day, there are indicators that you could have which do not apply over three separate days. Very simple. Three answers. The First of all, the case is that they're, uh, while they're testifying, they're winking at each other and <laughs> they're on the same day, so they're literally in the courtroom at the same time, and as they testify, they look at the next two sets that are walking in, and they're like... Correct. 
Correct. Says the Gemara, a second option. Ravashi Amar, Kishabar Ritzufin. Ravashi says, even without any hand gestures, if they're all coming in one after the other, it's a little too fishy. It's, it's unlikely that it's, a, it's not a scheme. And the last one is Ravina Amar, Makirin Balasharve, Makilin Asashar. Ravina says, a third option is how you know that, the, that it's a scheme is they don't actually testify about which animal. They just say that uh, there's an animal in his, uh, in his uh, the, 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 they don't actually know which animal, but they say an animal gored, th- they say one animal from his herd gored once, they say an animal gored twice, three times. They never actually pinpoint which animal. Now, what's the significance of this? Um, Tom pays chatzin ezek, but it pays of the value of the animal itself. There's a cap. If you don't know which animal, you can't collect chatzin ezek. Nezek Shalom you can, because Nezek Shalom is no cap. So it doesn't matter the value of the animal, you, you, all you focus is the value of the damage. If three sets of witnesses come forward and they don't actually testify which animal damaged, that's their way of saying, we're not trying to get you to pay Chatzin Nezek. Because there is no Chatzin Nezek if you can't identify the animal. That's their way of saying, we know what we're doing. So the Gemara just has a quick question. I get it. That's clearly all of them... If you have a witness that comes forward, like if, if, if you go over to a rabbi, if two witnesses come to a rabbi and say, we, know one, we saw one of his, uh, John's animals gored, first time, and he says, which animal? They're like, oh, we don't know. You know what the rabbi would say? Don't testify. There's no purpose. Because you're not going to be able to collect the money anyway. Because chatzinezek only works if you know the value of the animal. You got, if you don't know the animal. But if you were to have three people scheme together and say, if we could somehow prove that his herd has a muid in it, and there was a damage then he'll have to pay. It doesn't matter which animal gored because you're not focusing on the value of the animal, you're focusing on the value of the damage. Now, the Gemara has a quick point. Can I say that it's not good testimony? What? Oh, so the Gemara asks this question. So, what exactly did they say? If they can't identify the animal, then what do they say? The answer is Amri Tura Negacha Isabikarecha Ibanlin Tura the Kulbikra. The best one would accept this, and that is if they could somehow prove. They don't say which animal. They say there is an aggressive animal in your herd. You have to now treat them all as muids, meaning guard them all accordingly. That would be conceptually something they would do. But that clearly shows that they're interested in Nezik Shalom. And then if they all prove to be liars, then the scheme is pretty clear. Now, just to get to the mission, it's very easy. This we had yesterday, uh, but the Gemara just wants to like review it a little bit. What if I, uh, you have a dog... And I say, sick him to someone else. So it's not my dog. So we said yesterday, we had a Shiloh about it. So I don't have to pay, because it's not my dog. But I go over to the dog, I'm like, go get him. And the animal dog attacks. So I don't have to pay for sure. The question is, do you have to pay? So the, that's the question. The insider is definitely potter, it's not my animal. I'm not responsible for not my animal. The question is, is the owner of the dog responsible? On the one hand, he could say, what did I do? I'm not the one who incited my animal. My animal's fine. Why should I be responsible? Or perhaps you could say to the owner, We could say, if you have an animal in your, in your house that's aggressive enough that could be incited, you should get rid of it. You shouldn't be keeping an animal that could be incited. That's the question. So, Amr of one of the examples, uh, Rav Meir's definition of a muad becoming a tam is kids are poking the animal and it doesn't gore. Now let's say it did gore, you'd be responsible to pay. It'd be a muad. But you're not, the, the kids poking, right? That's the example of, that's the sort of like me inciting another animal. 
And you see that someone else poking and someone else inciting the animal is enough to be mechaif. The Mara says, no. It never actually says you'd be chayef. It says that if the animal could be incited, it's, it's still a mood. It doesn't say you'll be chayef. It could be takanachayef if the animal's incited by someone else to attack someone else. So what does it mean that it... That all, it's just a finding. It's saying it's not a docile animal. It's still a mood. It doesn't say you're chayef. It says, if you want to know if it's a tam, if it gets poked and it doesn't attack, it's a tam. If it gets provoked and it attacks, not that it's chayef, it's a mood. That's it. So the Gemara says, no, it never says you'll be responsible if the animal gores. All it's saying is that if the animal is provoked, it's no longer a tam. It's a mood. It's still a mood. But it's actually not chayef. Okay, let's go another one. This we had yesterday. If I incite a dog or a snake against someone, I, the inciter, am potter. The deduction is, my love, the deduction is that I, the insider, am potter, but the owner of the animal is chayv. Squares says no. Potter, af mishasa. No, both are potter, potentially. Okay? Amarava. No, the insider is potter. Potentially, both are potter. Amarava. Imtim si loyma mishasa kalvish chaver bechaver chayv. Let's assume that if I incite, I go over to Arla's dog and I incite it against John. Uh, let's assume that the bala kelev is the bala the, the bala bala kelev is chayev. Let's assume. Shisa hu my potter. What if I incite the dog against myself? Meaning, John goes over to Arla's dog, and incites it against himself. Arla's for sure potter. The bala kelev is for sure potter. Why? We had this a couple weeks ago, a couple days ago, and that's the Shita of Rish Lakish, and that is, Karen is unusual. If you do something unusual, and the animal responds in an unusual way, the Bala Kelev is Potter. So you incite a dog, which is unusual, and then the dog bites, which is unusual, unusual plus unusual equals Potter. How do we know this? The Gemara says, Amrle Rav Papa Larava, Itmar Meshedirish Lakish. We actually have a teaching like this, and this is the teaching we had before. Damrish Lakish, Shte Paris Bishisarabim, Achas Ravutsav, Achas Mahalechas. You have two cows in Rishisarabim. One is squatting, which is abnormal behavior, and one's walking. Bata Mahalechas, Bravutsa Potter, Ravutsa Mahalechas Chayev. And the animal that's walking kicks. The animal that's squatting is Potter. Why? Should we Chayev? Kicking is Karen. The answer is the animal squatting. That's abnormal behavior. My animal is abnormal. So abnormal plus abnormal, abnormal is Potter. So you have two cases. One is I incite an animal against myself. So I do something abnormal. The animal attacks, which is abnormal. Potter. And then Rishlokish said the, the, the squatting thing. The Gemara says, Rav actually says like this, I agree with the dog being incited against myself that you're potter, I don't agree with Rish Lakish's shita. Why? Rish Lakish is basically saying there's a formula. If you do something strange, and then an animal does something strange, potter. Rav says, I don't agree with that. Because I agree in the first case. You see, in the first case, it's not just strange plus strange. It's I incited the animal... And then the animal uh, uh, responded in an aggressive way. But the aggressive abnormality is a re- direct response to my abnormality. That's Potter. In the case of the animal squatting, my animal squatting on the side. Yeah, it's not a strange thing. My animal's a strange bird. Fine, it's, it's squatting on the side. Your animal walks past and just goes nuts at it. It's like, Potter, abnormal. Time. My abnormality did not bring upon your abnormality. So it should be, it should be Chayev. Rav says, I, in that case, I, I think it's Chayev. 
because I don't believe that one abnormal leads to another abnormality. If the abnormality incites the other one, then, then it's potter. But if one abnormality is, I'm, 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 I'm doing my thing on my side, and then your animal responds abnormally, well, why should be potter? I think should be chayv in that case. All right, we'll stop here.